The story is told, though who can say if it be true, of a clan of medieval warriors awoken in modern-day Manhattan, of the animated series that told their story. It is an age of darkness. Superstition and the sword rule. It is an age of fear. It is the age of gargoyles. strong enough to leave claw marks in solid stone. The detective trusts no one. That's one thing we have in common. Everything's going according to plan. Then their descendants shall pay. I will have blood for blood. Welcome to Voices from the Eerie, a Gargoyles podcast. This is Nightwatch, reporting from New York, Travis Marshall. Tonight, more on the news that has rocked Manhattan, if not the world. Welcome back, Gargoyles fans. From our holiday hiatus, we are back to another episode of Voices from the Eerie, a Gargoyles podcast, beginning... Our 2024 year, the 30th anniversary. I'm your co-host, Greg Bashansky, and joining me as usual is my co-host and partner in crime, Jennifer L. Anderson. Hello. Jennifer, how was your holiday season? I had an amazing holiday, and you uh, all be jealous because it was fantastic. Excellent. I got to see most of my children. Awesome. <laughs> and go to Disneyland. Yay. <laughs> you were in town? Well, kind of, sort of, because I was kidnapped by my children and taken to Disneyland for several days. Um, so. Okay. My daughter-in-law found out I had not been to Galaxy's Edge and said, that's going to stop right now. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah. That's how you know the right people married into your family. <laughs> <laughs> Ari's amazing. Best daughter-in-law ever. All right. And he already introduced himself, but we'll introduce him anyway. Our um, returning guest, as usual, the co-creator of Gargoyles, the supervising producer of the first two seasons, and the writer of the comic books, Mr. Greg Wiseman. Hi, everyone. And we're pleased to reintroduce to the show the artist of SLG's Gargoyles Issue 5 and most of the Gargoyles bad guy spin-off, which we're going to be talking about a little bit. Cut in, Charlotte Bois. Hi, everyone. And we're very happy to introduce to the show for the very first time. He colored the last six issues of the SLG Gargoyle series, including four that never actually saw print outside of a trade that has become unavailable for a long time. We're going to be talking about that in a bit, too. Um, Robbie Bavard, a very accomplished comic book colorist. Howdy, y'all. Robbie, introduce yourself to our audience. Some of them are meeting you for the very first time. Uh, tell us about yourself, um, your background with this property. Uh, 
I've been working in comics my entire life, basically, from high school on out. Uh, with Gargoyles, I saw the original preview on whatever movie it was attached to in late 93. And, oh, that's like, it'll be good. And so when it came to TV, I was there on day one. And I loved it immediately, and I've been following it ever since. I've always been into comic books. Uh, it was all I've always wanted to do. And out of high school, I got into a local comic pu publisher. And I have worked 80-hour days in comics every week since. 80-hour days. Those yeah. are some days. <laughs> Those are some days. <laughs> <laughs> 80 hour days are a thing if and my name isn't jennifer l anderson <laughs> <laughs> so back when the uh previous publisher slg got a hold of the gargoyles license they announced it i think at comic-con so i approached the publishers at the time and asked them hey do you guys need a colors for this and they said no so the con went on and i went home and didn't think much more about it like okay um then and just every issue would come out and i'd go i need to work on this book i need to be on this and um i had contact with some people in the fandom who actually got me in contact with greg for the next comic-con a year later i went over to him and gave him my portfolio full of stuff including some gargoyle things i colored up just to show I can do this. I know this material. And then that Comic-Con ended and I went home. And a few months later, I got a message like, hey, you up for doing this? Like, hell yeah. So I then got the art for issue seven and went to town on it. I did the entire issue and sent it in. Just fully complete the entire thing. And Greg went, oh, this is good. He was very happy with it. I made whatever changes he needed me to do at the time. And then we went on from there and proceeded to do the remainder of the series in very short order because the license had pretty much expired at that point. The uh, moral of the story here, kids, is persistence yeah. <laughs> pays off. <laughs> it does. It's a gig I had to get. I tried really hard. I went through a lot of hoops to get there. Well, we're happy you did. To quote yeah. one of my favorite movies, Never Give Up, Never Surrender. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also helped tone two of the issues of Bad Guys, I think. Yeah. So, And I colored most of the later covers of that publisher, plus one or two things since then that never actually came to fruition. So. And outside of Gargoyles, I've just been keeping busy working in comics in some form or another every week of my life. I've been a writer, I've been an editor, I've been a colorist, I've been a letterer, I've done everything. I've worked at every single publisher in the industry, pretty much. So, Marvel, DC, Fantagraphics, Zenoscope, you name it, I've been there at least <laughs> once on one character or another. It's and for funsies, when I draw some some gargoyles art, Robbie colors it, and it's a whole <laughs> lot of fun. Yeah, I've done a few of her pieces up. Yep. It's Fantastic. Fun. Fantastic. And we mentioned 
the SLG girls. We mentioned bad guys. We'll talk a little bit more about that in a moment. But one of the reasons why we're here is to promote, promote this little Kickstarter that is going on to bring the Marvel comic from the 90s, the SLG comics, Gargoyles and Gargoyles, bad guys, back into print as trade paperbacks. At the time of this recording, we're recording on January 24th, 2024, there's 19 days left to go, and there are there is 1,725 backers, and they've raised $285,732. Woohoo! Yeah. Yeah. It funded really fast. I was really impressed, but yeah, get on it. Yes. Well, the old copies have been out of print for the entire time they've been in print. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes. If you were lucky enough to get them back when then, it, yeah, it, then, it wasn't easy then either. No, it wasn't easy then. And ever since, you know, uh, I remember going online to see if there were any, if I could find any extra books for people. And all I could find were things on eBay that were thousands and thousands of dollars. And then I went, I'm not seeing any of this money. I've always wondered, is anyone actually plucking that much change down for any of those? No, I hope not. I, I don't know. That top tier on that Kickstarter has me terrified. <laughs> oh, that top tier, that top tier. Okay, so what we want to do here, Epic. just to be really clear, is we want to, uh, the, the Kickstarter's funded, that's great, but we really want to keep driving those numbers up. Yes. And we want to drive the quantity of backers up I mean, uh, because one of the th- things that this Kickstarter will do is demonstrate the level of interest in gargoyles as a whole. So the fact that it's funded, I'm not knocking that. That is fantastic. Yeah. But what we really want to do is demonstrate to the powers that be that there are a lot of gargoyles fans out there and that they're willing to vote with their wallets in essence. Um, so I'm not talking about yeah, you got to, I need all of you to buy the highest level thing and buy whatever interests you on there. But the point is get something (laughs) because if you haven't seen the issues, if you haven't seen the issues that Marvel put out, you can get them there. If you haven't had the, if you don't know what happened between the end of the series and what's being published right now from dynamite, this is where you get it. This is where you get all of gargoyles that happen, right. like everything you and miss, you get it there. So, so the Marvel stuff is uh, really cool. Um, drawn by people like Amanda Connor, some of her earliest work uh, written by some incredible writers like Marty Pasco, um, among others, uh, fun stories. I was going to take over writing the Marvel books and then the series got canceled, so that didn't happen. But uh, uh, but they're a lot of fun, and they are they came out at the same time that the TV show was coming out in 94, 95, 96. Um, and so that's fun. Then we've got two SLG volumes. So the first volume uh, collects uh, the 12-issue series Clan Building, which was previously collected in two digest-sized trades. So the other thing is that 
This is the first time, particularly for the last four issues, which never were printed individually, this is the first time you can get these issues at full size. And there's three ways to get them. For each of these three volumes, Marvel, SLG Gargoyles, and SLG Bad Guys, which I'll talk about in a second, um, you can get them as trade paperbacks, which are relatively, uh, I think, pretty reasonably priced. You can get them at hardcovers, which is, uh, uh, you know, pricier, but not too bad. And then you can get these special edition hardcovers, which I'll admit are expensive. But, you know, if you've got that and it works for you, great. But again, my point isn't spend the most money. My point is demonstrate that you're a fan by getting something. Um, and that's what's really key for us. The the uh, the total is uh, dollars. That's not the big issue. We've already funded. It's the quantity of backers. 1,726 backers, which is what it is at this moment, is great, but that's not the kind of number that's going to knock Disney's socks off. We really want to see way, way more backers on this thing so that we can prove to Disney that this isn't just a little cult property. This is a big deal property. Um, And so that's really what I'm asking for. So you've got 12 issues of uh, SLG Gargoyles, uh, all written by me. Um, these are some great stories that introduce Nash, uh, that feature Macbeth, introduce uh, Stagheart. If you've been wondering who is it that Lex has been talking to over his computer uh, in the Dynamite comics, well, you can meet that character in the SLG Gargoyles comics. Um, and then the third volume is Gargoyles Bad Guys, uh, which Corinne drew. Uh, five out of the six issues. And the, the one that she didn't draw was drawn by the amazing Christopher Jones. Uh, the covers are by uh, the Greg original uh, Gargoyles artist, Greg Guler. Um, this is all some really good stuff. Um, and as uh, Corinne said earlier, and Greg said, uh, it's been out of print. I mean, the Marvel stuff for th- nearly 30 years and the SLG stuff for over uh, 10. And um, and again, the only way to get it is to search out a back issue somewhere or to go on eBay and spend a ridiculous quantity of money, um, way more than you'd need to spend to get all this stuff uh, on the Kickstarter. So I know that I'm doing the heavy sell here. I know it. I, the hard sell. Um, I know that. And I'm embarrassed by it. I swear to God. But again, it's not about how much you spend. It's just about you participating. Um, we really need the fans to participate. We've got 19 days to go as we record this. By the time you hear this, there'll be even fewer. We need every Gargoyles fan to participate. And what that also means is we need your help spreading the word about this. Uh, it, it's great if you've already uh, participated, if you're already a backer, we appreciate that, but help us out, spread the word. One of the big problems that we're having right now, unfortunately, is that I have a lot of followers on my Twitter account, which unfortunately was hacked right before this Kickstarter uh, launched. And although I am trying really hard to get Twitter to give me control of that Twitter account again, um, that has not been achieved yet. Um, uh, X is 
incrementally getting it back for me, but it hasn't happened yet. So I can't reach most of my followers. So I, that means more than ever before, I need help from the Gargoyles fans to help us spread the word about this so that everyone who's ever sort of been curious about these old books, um, again, the, the two SLG volumes are absolutely in continuity with both the first two seasons of the TV show and all the Dynamite comics that we've done recently over the last year plus. Um, that's why this hard sell. Uh, I just need help, not only in terms of how many backers, but literally in terms of people helping us spread the word about this. Don't assume that everybody who loves Gargoyles has heard this podcast. We want them all to hear this podcast, by the way. So spread the word about the podcast too. But yes. um, but really, we are in a very short window to demonstrate to Disney that this is not just a tiny niche property. And that means we need way more than 1,700 backers. Um, and uh, I know I'm just beating a dead horse, repeating myself, but I cannot emphasize this enough. Um, that's what we need. Get whatever you want, but please join the crowd and help us back this thing. Thank you. I've read the books before and I'm going to be getting the Kickstarter. So there you go. <laughs> They're good. I've drawn one By of the, the way, books. And I'm, I'm, back, I'm one of the backers. I get yes, all of it. Anyway, I have them. I have I but, have it all too. I am backing, <laughs> I'm backing this. I am buying stuff on the Kickstarter because, again, we need numbers. We need people. We need as many numbers up there as possible. But I mean, even if you already own the books, just the idea of having the full size, full size. just yeah. digital, the, the, the digest size is already uh, enough to make a difference. And the Marvel you know, stuff in, is never in collected. One of my, collected. Never collected. The Marvel stuff was never collected. That's not only true. that it's been out of print for 30 years, those never were collected. Um, and again, a uh, lot of great work by a lot of great people. Uh, and uh, I, I recommend reading this stuff. Um, yeah. And the SLG stuff I think is essential, both Gargoyles and Bad Guys, I think is essential for any Gargoyles fan because that is canon stories and the stuff I'm doing in the Dynamite titles um, builds off of not just the first two seasons of the TV series, but also these 18 issues, 12 Gargoyles, six Bad Guys of yeah. the... SLG era. Um, I absolutely use stuff from both those eras in the dynamite stuff. So, well, then I do have a question here to ask. You mentioned, and this could also sweeten the pot for some people, on the video that's posted on the Kickstarter, there was a meticulous restoration done. Yeah. I mean, I, I honestly, I don't even, I'm not even 100% sure what that means. I just know that they made sure that um, we are getting, um, really crisp, beautiful images um, from all three volumes, Marvel, SLG Gargoyles, and SLG Bad Guys. Um, and uh, that, you know, th this should, uh, when you get the stuff, it's not going to look fuzzy and, and it, you know, it's going to be fairly pristine. Um, and, uh, so that also should be incentive. I think if nothing so. else, printing it at full size as opposed to trade a little trade size makes the big difference. So yeah, full resolution. And like you said, chip in. 
get yourself a copy. Get the cop get the copies that work for you. And hey, if you want to get that big giant deluxe box, more power <laughs> to you. <laughs> sure. You can buy right. me one while you're at it. <laughs> <laughs> if you like this podcast, and you have amazing. a lot of amazing. If you love this podcast but... and you have a lot of money and you want to say thank you to Jennifer and I for this, buy us copies of those gigantic <laughs> that box. <laughs> All right. Uh Jennifer, do you have any further thoughts on the Kickstarter? I'm just super excited about it. <laughs> Corinne. I mean, there's a lot of great stuff. There's original art you can get from Amanda Connor. Yeah, that's um, cool. From uh, Jay Lee, from Ken Hauser. Uh, there's a lot of uh, options here, um, prints, etc. There's bound to be something here uh, on this Kickstarter to interest you. So uh, go for it. Oh, one thing to mention, and there's still copies of, the, of this recording available. Amanda Connor, the commission for her reduced from $1,700 to $500. So go get it. She's a fantastic <laughs> artist, one of the top premier artists from Marvel and DC. And she's going to draw gargoyles for you at a reasonable price. Go get it. You know, right. I met Amanda Connor at a Comic-Con once. And I said, hey, I, I first learned of you through your art on gargoyles. Now I'm drawing gargoyles. She said, oh, that's fantastic. So that was the total of our interaction. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Bye-bye. I met Amanda Connor for the first time at Comic-Con last year, 2023 Comic-Con. And uh, we were on a a Dynamite Comics panel. And, uh, you know, she was actually, uh, she's really fond of gargoyles. She's really grateful to gargoyles because that was really um, her breakthrough series. Um, you know, she'd go on to do Harley and all sorts of terrific things. But uh, she said to me, she told me this, that, you know, if it, that gargoyles was the thing that sort of was her breakthrough uh, project that yeah. got her enough attention to become who she be- is. Before, or maybe even around the same time she was doing Barbie was the comic that she was drawing. Mm. Um, but uh, I mean, and that's like such a different atmosphere. And it, it is, but you know, being a woman in comics and animation and all that, seeing another woman doing a property I loved. And that's not really something that you usually see women attached to was really, really awesome to me. And it was, it was kind of like, that additional, yeah, I can get there too, type of idea. So inspirational. So, yeah, I'm just, I'm just. It's doable. Happy. Yeah, and yeah. she was lovely. We like we had a very very short chat because we were both like doing our own thing on on yeah. in our own place at the comic con. But I just wanted to tell her how much I I liked her art, and I was so happy that she was on gargoyles and that I'm on gargoyles now, and she was happy for me, and that was. That was fun. That, that's a cool opportunity. Very cool. All right. Are there any, before we move on, are there any further thoughts on the Kickstarter? I think it's great that they're doing it. It's going to be nice to see these again. Yeah. I haven't met home in San Antonio, but <laughs> I have not read them in a while. A long while. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited. I reread them all the time because they're 
relevant to what you're doing now. (laughs) (laughs) You have to. I do. Constantly. Uh, I, I really like in my dreams of if I have any free time at some point and the opportunity presents itself, I would love to revisit bad guys. I would love to go back and draw bad guys again. Bad guys is fun. It was dynamite. I hope you're listening. (laughs) (laughs) You get into a property and they, they kind of become your adopted kids and you want to keep working with them. And so, yeah. Very fond of those characters. Yeah, I'd like to uh, work on it again too. Like uh, working on. I'd like to read them more. (laughs) (laughs) See, it all works out. It would all work out so good. I want more. (laughs) Um, I've been working in comics for twenty six years, and working on gargoyles for that seven or eight months I was doing it's still one of the highlights of my career. I would love to do it more and do it again. So, and also to our listeners out there he he was a fan he began as a fan he designed brooklyn's mate katana that's very true uh and nashville and food dog and a couple of random dark ages characters that were in for like a panel well we'll talk about that in a, in a bit so once again go out there pledge make your voice heard show your interest in the property and get yourself some really cool comics that have been out of print for a very long time. <laughs> All right, so let's move on. We're going to give our first impressions of the comics of the recent Dynamite releases, Gargoyles issue 11 and then Dark Ages issue 5. And since there's a few of us, I think we'll give one first impression each on each of these books. So we're going to start with Gargoyles 11, pretty big issue. And Jennifer, do you have any first impressions on Gargoyles issue 11? You know what I liked the best about it? Elisa and Matt getting in trouble. Thomas <laughs> <laughs> just reaming them was my favorite part. <laughs> Consequences. Matt opens his mouth and just stepped right in it. <laughs> I was, uh, but that that was good. Like follow through. Like how it's just. There's a lot of uh, explaining she has to do. Yeah, I mean, I hope it's not a slap on the wrist. But we'll, I guess we'll find out in the next issue. We'll see what happens. Um, but no, that was a great scene. And to expand upon that, I just love how I had a feeling you were involved with this bluestone moment he opens his mouth. And um, <laughs> we'll uh, see how that goes. We know she's still a cop in Halloween special, so um, we'll see what happens. And uh, cut in. do you have any... Thoughts on Gargoyles issue 11? Um, I liked the, I liked the whole uh, Nash going. I, I haven't seen the connection between my dad and his brothers. I've not seen that. And that whole rescue mission, you can see the maturity of Brooklyn who's seen a lot of shit and he knows like he, is prepared for this plan and the other two that come in and they work together and you get that satisfied look in Nash's face. There it is. This is what he was this waiting for. This, this was worth it. So that, that little satisfaction from Nash at the end, I think we all felt it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Robbie, what about you? Uh, I really like the Renard subplot. Yeah. Um, especially the ending, which actually really threw me for a loop. Because it was clear for a while that obviously he's going to die and there's going to be repercussions for that. I did not expect him to give Goliath some of his money. I don't think Goliath was expecting that either. (laughs) No. So I was like, okay, where's this going? I have no idea. Like everything else I can sort of, you know, okay, I know where this might happen to be and what's going to happen with this. It's like, okay, beat the bad guys. Goliath has money. What? 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 He's comfortably well off. <laughs> it's not Saylog money, but that was a great line. That was a great line. You know, if, that being said, if he's still one of the richest people in Manhattan, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, and considering I, I doubt that court case is going to be the end of the of everything and all the legal challenges we're going to face because stuff like this always gets challenged. That's quite good for him and for his kind. I mean, he's going to be needing that moving forward, I think. And uh, no, no, that was great. And also to establish that, I mean, we knew he was going to pass away, but I wasn't expecting Renard's death to hit me as hard as it did personally. I mean, that was just no... Anastasia, like, broke my heart. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> this character has been with us even only in a handful of episodes for about 30 years, but it's still, it still slayed me that death. And also I love how he, even though she said it was okay, he addressed Fox by her preferred name. Yeah. If Renard can do it, you can <laughs> <laughs> learn from Renard. <laughs> and one of my impressions, you got to the deeper one. So I'll just give a silly one. This is where my mind went. I, I love when they're critiquing the masks all the gangsters are wearing and Broadway's like, well, if you think that's bad, check out this Angela mask. And suddenly I'm thinking, because these gangsters, they, they're they so macho. The toxic masculinity among Italian-American gangsters is so awful. I have a feeling that when Dino was handing out the masks, it was like that scene in Reservoir Dogs and Mr. <laughs> Pink. Why do I got to be the purple one? <laughs> Why do I have to be the girl? Shut up and put on the mask. <laughs> I hope he looks like Steve Buscemi under there, whoever that guy was. <laughs> All right, that's my first impression. Uh, Greg, thank you for that one. That was a fun one, and we look forward to issue 12, which ties up here in Manhattan. It's Is it just me, or did this issue feel very like a lot of stuff happened in it yeah Yeah. i literally went back and like recounted pages (laughs) yeah i love that there's so much going on there's so much story in those pages it's a fantastic experience reading it you know there are so many comics where you read them and like okay you're at the end and barely a plot point advanced in the story it takes three minutes to get through and you're done yeah Mm-hmm. But this one, there's, there's meat to the story, and that's yeah. great. Love it. I mean, that's kind of the history with uh, the whole property from day one, which was uh, we tried really hard, Frank and Michael and Gary and Carrie and Brynn and I, uh, Bob, Dennis, everybody, to just stuff as much into every episode 
every issue as we could. You know, this is a dense show. Uh, you know, it, it's rich with detail. It's um, rich with everything from Easter eggs to feeds for later. Um, it uh, um, payoffs that at this point are 30 years old um, <laughs> waiting 30 years for that joke to pay off. Uh, okay. Here it is. Um, uh, I absolutely love the way George draws the gangsters in those masks. Um, uh, it just makes me so happy. I can't even tell you, <laughs> um, but as usual, the stuff that really knocks me out are just, you know, the acting that George puts into this, oh, yeah. um, like you said, Anastasia's face, uh, at the end there, uh, Nash's face, uh, and Halcyon has a great smile, you know, um, you know, when, when Fox says, okay, good, I'm getting the company, but this isn't the way I wanted to get it, you know? <laughs> He's like, don't I know it? And just that <laughs> smile, that little grin before he starts to cough again. Um, yep. I just love, and I love Goliath's expression when he's told that he's been left all this money. It's like, you know, I don't want that. No, you know. Um, and what? No. Thanatos's, Thanatos's, you know, grin, it's just, um, you know, even that little scene where Halcyon's trying to tease Vogel and and Vogel is just doesn't get it. He's, uh, I, I don't understand. But um, I, one of the things I love about George's art is like it's never static. It never feels right. stiff or static. It always feels like it's in motion, and I really love that. Yeah. So it's uh, you know uh, really so much praise for for George here. Uh, um. I've seen only a few uh, pages of 12 so far, but he's, uh, I'm told, pretty far along on it. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I'm really excited for everyone to get to see the conclusion. George's stuff is going to be great. Hopefully, Greg Weissman stuck the landing on the last <laughs> issue. I don't know about that guy. <laughs> George, yeah, I don't know about George. Greg. George, we all feel confident about Greg, and eh, not so much. Uh, but uh, but uh, yeah, I'm really excited for everyone to see the last issue of uh, well, and of Dark Ages too, as well. Which because, um, but we haven't talked about five yet. But uh, uh, you know, it's pretty. It's been so much fun working with George on these twelve issues, and and uh, I'm just thrilled with how they've turned out. It's good stuff. Um, with the Renard plotline, it was the top panel on every page for a while. It was a static camera shot the whole time, which I really liked. And you can see the yeah. passing of time, passing of day. Was that in the script or was that his art choice? Uh, the top panel thing was in the script. That is, you know, do the strip across every yeah. page while the fight was going on. That was scripted. But his decision to keep it at that distance um yeah. across all those that was george that was a really good choice so, um, 
it made it easier to tell that the scene was separate and consistent in the passing of the time of day. I liked that a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Any Good other stuff. comments on 11 before we uh, dive into the Dark Ages? All right. It's a little slow, <laughs> but I still appreciate him. <laughs> he's he's the sweet boy. <laughs> Not so quick. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. So now let's talk about Dark Ages. This was a pretty meaty one with a really big reveal. And uh, Jennifer, do you have any first impressions of Dark Ages issue five? What would my first impression be? Get in, say it for us. There's a motherfucking dragon in gargoyles. <laughs> There's a motherfucking dragon in gargoyles. <laughs> Talking to his little cousins. <laughs> Dragons have stone sleep, just like the gargoyles. Yeah. That, that was an interesting thing to find out. Yes. Yeah, that was uh they're they're all gargates, or as he would say, stone flesh. And his name is Wyvern. Yep. I was expecting Frank or something. <laughs> Joe. Of course his name is Wyvern. He wasn't actually a Wyvern. Nope, he was not. He was a full-on dragon. Full-on dragon, not a wyvern. Yeah. Um, all <laughs> things are true. Few are accurate. It's <laughs> <laughs> especially true when Weissman's your writer. So, <laughs> <laughs> and but he tries. He really tries. Before we dive a little bit more into that, it's just between this and eleven. I feel like we're almost in completely uncharted territory. You used to say you were afraid you revealed too much, but we're seeing how little you did. And the funny thing about that dragon and how nobody ever guessed this—he was in the Dark Ages pitch cards, which used to show at every gathering, and none of us ever <laughs> registered that. <laughs> I know. It's a metaphorical <laughs> dragon or something. <laughs> Uh, honestly, um, you know what I loved was um, uh, Desdemona's line about um, she feels something new, but no, not new. Something very, very old. I loved that moment. I loved I love her anyway. Uh, and I just love that whole like interaction there that was going on. I think it's interesting to see who did feel the presence or mm-hmm. call it, of, of the dragon. It was her. It wasn't sacrifice. And the Archmage, um, Peridor, and Fleur, mm-hmm. among others, Alisand. I mean, well, not I mean, not Alisand, Antiope. 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 So now Antiope. I'm wondering what's yeah. up with her. And uh, Karin, do you have any first impressions of Dark Ages issue five? Well, I did give you my first impression, which was exactly <laughs> you have a second impression. <laughs> first impression. <laughs> It was. I mean, it's hard for that not to be the first and the thing you think. <laughs> yes. Um, I liked the. I like the 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 kids. They're really acting like kids. They're really. Uh, you know, they put their foot in their mouth just like kids. All their mistakes are kids' mistakes. The trouble they get in. The the dragon waking the curiosity. up. Curiosity. Dragon getting pissed off because there's castle. The fuck? Um, <laughs> humans? 
castle? <laughs> just, just kept ramping up. <laughs> and it's just like, wait a second, you can't do that because the humans know where we are in their castle and this, everybody in the castle knows castle? And after they just told them that nobody even knows you're here and everything, yeah, but they know where we are, so... <laughs> Shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, I very much enjoyed the 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 the, the trio the chaos and the trouble the, and the, the chaos. Kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. Robbie, do you have any third impressions? Yeah, I didn't care for the dragon so much. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> uh yeah. Dragons. There was other stuff in the issue, but what can you do? It's like 30 years and there's a dragon. That's just going to overwhelm everything else. Yes. <laughs> so, I liked that there were two-page spreads to really show up how sizeful it is, how big it was. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that we have scenes of Demona learning how to read. That's yeah. nice about that. That was and, good. It's and the story she's being and the story that she's the frog and the scorpion the stuff she's actually reading yeah like, <laughs> the frog and the scorpion how fitting is spelling that? the cat uh, you know like just um and the ghost cage yeah yes mm-hmm. some good stuff this is some good stuff yeah but, you know, there's a motherfucking dragon. So. <laughs> My first, second, and third impressions were all hit. So I really have nothing to add. Because, again, like you said, the, the you know, and I, I, I loved the whole, by the dragon. It's a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> motherfucking dragons tend to suck up all the oxygen. Which is probably where their fire comes from. So. <laughs> uh, I love the look on Brooklyn's face when he sees the dragon. He's- has this wide-eyed expression, just straight at the camera, just like, <laughs> like I'm looking at the issue right now. It's like, oh yeah, that's that's the face. Yeah, like I'm it. I'm just thinking of just how universe, wow, this blows everything up of up what we knew or what we thought we knew. I mean, uh, another sapient species. I mean, we know they have um, gargoyles, humans, Oberon's children. We haven't talked about it in the podcast yet, but. New Olympians were kind of a hybrid species, but even though they're Gargates, this is kind of something else. Is this a fourth race? I mean, Greg, is this that lost race you've hinted at in the past? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, they are. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Mm-hmm. That was subtle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excellent. All right. That that is great to know. And I love that they're related to gargoyles who we thought were the first race but now maybe are the second <laughs> we'll see i mean hopefully we'll learn more and good lord don't tell severius about this thing <laughs> <laughs> now the question i have is is the dragon still around and sleeping in stone somewhere and will wake up and are there others are there others mm-hmm. i want to know what demona's going in there to get me too are there any other impressions of the motherfucking dragon? <laughs> <laughs> he seems upset. I, you know, like it's one of those where like it ended and I was like, oh, how are they going to 
get through this. <laughs> How are they going to unfuck themselves at this point? With powers of negotiation. <laughs> that was the top of my list. I knew it had to be a negotiation. <laughs> yeah, that worked well. That worked well with Smog. I'm kidding. Different dragon. <laughs> Although I did hear Richard Boone's voice from the old Hobbit cartoon when I was reading his dialogue. Oh my gosh! <laughs> well, nineteen seventy-seven years. <laughs> All right. Well, um, Greg, do you have any thoughts you want to share about this issue before we move on to the state of the franchise address? I mean, as usual, I just want to praise uh, Drew's work. Um, it, the dragon, you know, um knocks me out the, uh, as you said those double page spreads are uh just you know fantastic um i'm also though i mean i i was really so pleased with page one um which is just mentor and um malcolm standing there you know <laughs> snarking at everybody and, like, yeah, it's about, 10 years <laughs> to build this castle <laughs> and then <laughs> Right. And then um, Malcolm sort of whispering to him, you know, it takes about 10 years to build a castle. And well, don't tell that. Like, that was like 20. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it, uh, I, I just thought their rapport, which is uh, at ease now, is great. I love the relationship that's building between um, Robbie and Goliath. Um, and, uh, uh, and and as you mentioned, I just love the interaction of the five kids. Um, um, what, I, what I mean is, it's easy for me to say since I wrote it, but uh, what I mean is how Drew drew that, you know, um, the stuff with um, Brooklyn and Broadway inadvertently knocking over the ha- hamster wheel um, and uh, Rushing off and going, oh, fly! Yes, let's fly far away from here. Let's go now. Uh, that uh, fly away page is really nice too. Yeah, yes. you know, uh, we had the page. Uh, was it last issue? I can't remember. Two issues ago, where um, she was dreaming of flying, and now she gets something like that. I really love the page where when they land, she, you know, she hugs Antiope. <laughs> Broadway's like, what does she do? <laughs> we did the heavy lifting here. Um, so, you know, I, I again, it's just uh, feel really blessed by um, by both Drew and George on these two books, and 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 obviously they're nailing the action and the sense of movement and all that stuff is fun. But I I also just get really tickled by the the quieter moments the small things um because i find often in reading comics that um you know that those moments sometimes get kind of lost in the art and so i uh i kind of really appreciate when the acting is there um like uh, in, uh, in when Lex books. says you'd eat us, and Broadway's like got one eye twitch. Like the little things like that, the little details like that make me so happy. Yeah, 
Mm-hmm. Actually, I find it interesting that Lex know, knew how to read before Angel and even Goliath. Well, he taught himself. and Hey, he's a savant. But you you see it at the beginning when he's looking at the hamster wheel. He goes, why aren't we using this? It would make things a lot, you know, it would be more efficient. It's, it's spinning. It's going. It's the whole, oh, no, the humans use these use this because they don't have the muscles we do. And Lex is like, yeah, muscles, schmuscles. Like, this we could be doing it faster. faster. <laughs> yeah. Technology right. better. He's right. Don't be Luddites. <laughs> All right. Uh, before we move on, anything else about Dark Ages issue five and the motherfucking dragon? I like the word <laughs> ominouser. Ominouser. <laughs> Very good. Well used word there. Oh, you have to assume it's all translated from medieval Scottish Gaelic. Um, <laughs> True. Yes. <laughs> but, what is the medieval Scottish Gaelic word for ominouser? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I tried looking that up on on uh, Google Translate. They didn't, didn't come have up. It. Yeah, it didn't come <laughs> up. Nice. All right. Now, I feel like we're about to 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 find out a lot about all these players that have been lined up in front of us. Mm-hmm. About to yeah. find out some good stuff. Yeah. So, one more issue. One more issue of Dark Ages. Looking forward to it, but I'm going to be sad to be taking a break from it. Well, hey, we'll see what comes after. And speaking of, it's, um, we're, as I mentioned at the top of the show, we're, it's, this is our first show of 2024. This year's a big 30th anniversary. And <clears throat> who would have thought when we started this podcast back in 2021 that we did would, we started in 2020? <laughs> late 2021. We did. We did that we would be where we are right now. So, um, <laughs> Let's talk about, yeah, so let's let Mr. Creator Man here, Mr. Wiseman, we're going to turn the floor over to him so he can do his uh, State of the Franchise address. So, uh, State of the Franchise, I mean, look, in a lot of ways, we're in way better shape than we've ever been um, since, you know, 1996. Um, We've got 11 issues of Gargoyles out, five issues of Dark Ages, plus the Halloween special. We've got uh, um, issue 12, which will uh, wrap up uh, here in Manhattan, that 12-issue arc. We've got uh, uh, of Gargoyles coming out. Um, we've got issue six of Dark Ages, which will wrap up the Alliance uh, Dark Ages miniseries coming out. Uh, and then those will be followed by Gargoyles Quest, which is a five-issue miniseries. Um, that uh, features Demona looking for uh, the three new keys to power. Um, our uh, regular cast, uh, hoping she doesn't get them. <laughs> um, and um, and there's more to come after that, uh, which I can't talk about yet, but um, there is more to come. We've got toys from NECA, um, a, a line so extensive, it's it's almost miraculous to me um, and uh, uh, and all sorts of other bits of merchandise, the re, you know, the re, I don't even know what to call it, the reboot of the old Sega video game. Um, and all this is great. Um, and again, uh, we've got this Kickstarter so that we're also starting to get some of the old material out. The show is on Disney+. Plus. You can watch that, um, three seasons of it. 
you can uh, participate in the Kickstarter. And then the last thing that I just want to mention once again, and if you're a regular listener, you've heard me talk about this before, but uh, it bears repeating. July 4th weekend this year, 30th anniversary of Gargoyles at Convergence in Minneapolis. I'm going to be there. Uh, Keith David's going to be there. Corinne is going to be there. Jennifer's going to be there. Greg's going to be there. Uh, Robbie, you're going to be there? I have no uh, idea yet. He doesn't know yet. Well, <laughs> My work keeps him busy. Get, get back to us um, <laughs> in the next five minutes. Um, and uh, uh, But Tom Adcox, the voice of Lexington. Uh, Keith David, the voice of Goliath. Uh, um, Zara Fuzzle will be there, the voice of Sherry. Um, and other people too, because it's not a gargoyles convention. There's a lot of stuff going on at Convergence. So there are a lot of guests who are going to be there, actors, authors, etc. Many who have nothing to do with gargoyles, but at the same time, uh, it, it's a, a really great convention. I've been there many times. It's really well run. It's a lot of fun. It's for me, the perfect size. It's not so tiny that, you know, nothing's going on. There's nothing to do. There's plenty to do. There's a lot going on. You'll have multiple panels to choose from any minute that you're there. Um, but it's not so huge that like Comic-Con that it's, that you get lost in it or, or that's overwhelming, you know, it's still friendly and everything like that. I really love this con. And this was the place I chose to have our 30th anniversary celebration. We'll be doing a radio play. I don't know what it is yet. Odds are I won't know till three days before the con. Um, <laughs> that's typical. Um, but we'll be doing a radio play. We'll have multiple gargoyles panels. Um, we'll have panels on uh, Spider-Man. We'll have panels on Young Justice. Um, I'm doing a new title for Marvel, The Spectacular Spider-Man, which launches in March. It features both Peter Parker and Miles Morales. Uh, so we'll have a panel on that and on the original Spectacular Spider-Man TV show. We'll have a Young Justice panel and we'll have a bunch of Gargoyles stuff. But if you're a Gargoyles fan and you can possibly make it, I can't recommend this enough. This is going to be a big party for Gargoyles fans, new and old. And uh, so, uh, and there'll be more Gargoyles guests too. I, I, I can't say who they are yet because it's not signed on the dotted line yet, but there are going to be more Gargoyles guests at this convention. And, uh, uh, but we're off to a great start just with Keith and Tom, just for starters. Um, there's no one who's more fun at a convention than Tom Adcox Hernandez. <laughs> like no one. Um, and Keith David is great. And we're going to have uh, a really good time. So I recommend that. Um, otherwise, again, um, just let your voice be heard. You know, be part of the fandom. Be part of the Kickstarter. Buy the comics, please God, buy the comics. Um, and uh, and uh, you know, join the party because we're having a really good time. We've got a lot of things planned for the 30th anniversary year, and um, and this is just the tip of the iceberg. So, um, and we've got this podcast, which is lovely. It is. We're kicking off our 2024 year. We're about to enter the world tour. We still need to record our Shadows of the Past episode. We need to, we should get on that. <laughs> we should get on that. Yes, we should. <laughs> and, and um, 
No, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. This is, I mean, I love this property. I mean, obviously. No, no, I hate this property. I've been keeping it a secret all these years. I really hate it. <laughs> I knew Can it. you imagine? Could you imagine? I'm kidding. <laughs> no, no, I love it. I love it. And I'm looking forward. It just means a lot to me. And um, Jennifer, you have any thoughts you want to share about what you're looking forward to this year? There's a lot going on already. And I just got here. <laughs> So yeah, it's um it's a lot going on. I'm excited. I'm really excited. And uh hopefully we'll get to see Robbie and Kenan joining us again later. I would love to. I always love being in the in these podcasts. It's a lot of fun to be to (laughs) chat with you guys and uh feels like old times. It does. We definitely want to, when we get to the comics, we definitely want to chat with you more directly about those, but maybe we'll see about having you both on at some point, even before that. Awesome. <laughs> I'm up for it. All, All right. right. All right. We want to say good night and also thank you to our listeners. Thank you for listening to this podcast and um, join us for 2024. We're about to hit the world tour. And like Greg said, keep buying those comics, keep buying the merchandise, vote with your wallet, show Disney that you love this property. To our guests, Corinne, Robbie, Greg Wiseman, thank you for coming on. And Jennifer, thank you. Thank you for putting up with me as a mediocre co-host. And uh, I do my best. I do my best. And, uh, <laughs> and thank you for uh, thank you for everything uh, you This do. wouldn't happen without Greg because I'm lazy. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we also know because of that one episode that it sucks without you. So. <laughs> <laughs> In All right, co-host. kids. All right. Have a good night. And to our listeners, thank you. And 2024, 30th anniversary. Hurrah. Hurrah. This has been Nightwatch. Sleep well. Thank you for listening to Voices from the Eerie, a Gargoyles podcast, powered by the Spidey Dude Radio Network, located at spidey-dude.com. If you like this show, then please listen to Spectacular Radio, based on the Spectacular Spider-Man animated series, which features some familiar voices. You can also find these great podcasts, Clone Saga Chronicles, Make Mine Mayday, Amazing Spider-Man Classics, The Sal Buscema Podcast, and Books of X. All of this and more on the Spidey Dude Radio Network. And please follow us on Twitter at From Eerie. That's From E Y R I E. And join us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Spidey Dude Network for more exclusive content. Thank you. Gargoyles! <laughs>